0: Welcome back to Paracelsus Recovery and Guest Podcasts, where we interview highly acclaimed individuals about mental health issues they've faced and how they found resilience in difficult times. In today's episode, we sat down with world-renowned MC, five times TEDx speaker, entrepreneur, personal coach, and friends of the stars, Dan Ram. Dan has worked with some of the world's most influential people, ranging from Richard Branson and Barack Obama to Jessica Alba, In this poignant and
1: candid conversation, Dan shares with us what he has learned about life in the spotlight, from the loneliness and pressure to the sense of losing oneself. With those insights
0: at the forefront, Dan explains why we must take the mask off from time to time to connect with each other as humans first, celebrities second. Hi, I'm Jan, I'm the founder of Paracelsus Recovery, which is a specialist mental health clinic in Zurich, Switzerland, that works predominantly with a celebrity clientele and an ultra high net worth clientele. And that's why these topics of mental health impact of life in the public spotlight and wealth are very, very close to my heart. And today I'm sitting with Dan Ram. Dan is an international MC. You know a thing or two about life in the public spotlight. You know a thing or two about entrepreneurship as a serial entrepreneur, about the anxieties and struggles um, uh, of the entrepreneurial life and of the life in the public spotlight. And you've been working with a lot of people who know a thing or two about being in the public spotlight. You've met Richard Branson, Barack Obama, Jessica Alba, and so on. Um, and I'm sure you had some interesting conversation with them um, behind the scenes as well. So. Today's conversation um, should just be on the life behind the front, behind the mask. And why don't you just tell me what, what just comes first to your mind when, when when you hear mental health,
1: life in the public spotlight? It, what, what's, what's your reaction? So first of all, thank you for having me. And I'm glad we can have this honest, authentic, intimate conversation we welcome you to join in, sit down, grab a couch, and be part of a conversation between friends as we reveal the person behind the mask. Um, so this is not Dan the performer that is sitting, uh, this is Dan the human. And I'm making that distinction because behind every celebrity, behind every successful person, behind everything that we celebrate is a real heartbeat of a real human. And humans are flawed. We are capable of so much significance, but with that comes struggle. In fact, part of what makes a significance so amazing is the struggle. What we want to celebrate and love is the wins, but you cannot have the wins without the losses. So who's there during those low moments? And so for me, this uh, mental health and celebrity, mental health and public eye are completely intertwined And I think it takes people like you and people like me, me on stage with these characters and you when they're off the stage, to connect on the human level. But we cannot neglect, and in this podcast, I think we're gonna share our own journeys in that. Because as much as we serve, we also need to be served. And so this is a journey for them, it's a journey for us. This is a conversation for them, the wonderful people watching and a conversation for us. So thank you for having me with this and I can't wait to get in well thanks Dan. looking forward to that absolutely so about the the issue of success one of the things that I think we resonate with because from your background to what you have created and, and for me from my background to the brand and the presence online and in person is that with success comes at a cost right and it's It's almost like the world is geared towards you need to have a certain bank balance, you need to drive a certain car, have a certain watch, there's a certain image. Even if it is to walk down the street to the local coffee shop, there is this requirement to be somebody. You can add in makeup, what we wear.
0: You know, aesthetic medicine is a big trend and so on. So it's it's exactly that, It's, it's
1: all these elements, right? And there's a pressure to be a certain way. That comes at a cost. And it's so much more than financial, isn't it? Uh, It comes at a significant, significant cost. So to start the conversation here, for me, I must say that my journey from being a behind-the-scenes entrepreneur, just building behind a computer these tech companies, to suddenly being on stage 110, 120 engagements per year on four continents on a flight every two to three days, living exclusively in hotels. I'm doing about 270 to 300 days in hotels. I have had less than 10 home cooked meals in the last five years. One of the greatest struggles came with the fact that it almost seems like it's a lonely journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, don't, there is no handbook for this. I cannot buy a book that will guide me through the hidden costs. And it's like you have to learn on the job and yet the job is all consuming. So my focus is not about who takes care of me when I come off on of stage? My focus is how can I be the best person when I'm on stage? Basically, it's like uh, you're pushed into a circus arena, you know, you, you're getting a,
0: a whip and there are the lions around you, right? But yes. nobody ever taught you how to do this. Yes. That's kind of uh, how life in the public spotlight is, especially if it goes rather quick, which I understand uh, you had quite a quite a steep
1: start into the it is spotlight. 10 years as an entrepreneur behind the scenes and in five years doing this, I am geared for the the previous 10 years mm-hmm. of my life, not for this five years of my life. And at the point of this conversation that we're having right now, I am what you would call a high performing. In fact, I don't think I have been better at what I do ever in my life than at this moment. And yet I'm also probably the most broken. Mm -hmm. And they both are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am able to put on the hat, perform genuinely, and give my best honestly. But privately, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've been struggling more. Mm And I'm at that tipping point of something's going to change.
0: Is that in some ways connected, like the being very high performing? Does that have an impact on on your energy uh, as a person, as Dan, uh, or is
1: it other things that are going on that you say you no know, behind the scenes? Here? I believe in a world of abundance, but we are also limited. We're limited by time. We're limited by energy. We're limited by attention. So the more attention, in my case, the more attention I give to others to serve others, to love others, to please others, to perform for others. And perform has an ugly word, but for me, it's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. I love making people feel good. Mm -hmm. I love making people feel like they're seen, like they're heard. But that comes at the cost of Mm -hmm. being there for me. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm not saying that, because I'm selfish of my time or anything. But I also believe that you can only give to others if you're overflowing within yourself. And if you only have 24 hours in a day and you spend 18 of those completely consumed on how lo- how you mm-hmm. love others, then you're sneaking a, uh, a naughty meal uh, in the 20 minute gap you have before you catch a flight mm-hmm. uh, at a McDonald's and that accumulating over 100 days is not good for your body. And then bad health uh, leads to escapism in all kinds of ways, not just with your perception. And, and it's just a trigger effect. It just leads on and on and on, an avalanche of sorts. I think you're, you're touching
0: a very important topic there at uh, self-care, yeah. right? And uh, it's more and more preached. I think more and more people are aware these days. Um, and luckily we talk about that, how important self-care and by extension also self-love is. Yeah. Um, and now if you take somebody who lives a life in a public spotlight, um you know either a rock star going on uh, on, a, on a tour more and more people call off their tours halfway because they're struggling it's almost always uh, a mental health issue mm. luckily 10 years ago it would have been uh, a bad infection as an excuse right now these performers say publicly i'm not well i'm depressed i have anxiety attacks i struggle with uh, alcohol or, or medication um but that's exactly that if, if, if you if you live this life in the spotlight it's 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 intense, and it's you know one minute after the next, one hour after the next, one day after the next. You you hardly get a break. So yeah, sneaking in that meal, uh, doing a proper workout, but also just having time with yourself. You get out of touch with yourself, right? Uh, I'm. And even as an entrepreneur, you know, it's like when, when you build things, when you and, and then uh, as a leader, at some point, when you manage people, you know, <laughs> every so a few minutes or so, somebody comes to the office door, uh, the phone rings you and, you know, the schedule, list says back to back to back. And on the weekend, you you know, you try to spend time with your kids or family or, or, or friends, Um, but where's the self time, the time for self care to reflect who am I, what, what do I want out of this life? Am I, am I happy? Am I, you know, am I, in touch with my purpose Am i on path with what i want to achieve or do i even know what i want uh, to achieve and and i think a lot of the noise of uh, life in public spotlight drowns that out mm. we don't have the time for it and we when we have a moment i know this from personal experience when i have a moment it's just like netflix or okay maybe playing the piano brings me down a bit right but it's not really a time where i really sit down and reflect you know um or, or you know read inspirational uh, books uh, journaling all of these things Um, that are recommended to do it's all drowned out you don't have time and sometimes that's not just you know one year or five years sometimes it can be 20 30 years of building up that pressure and not having these outlets and and actually at some point realizing actually i haven't done any personal growth i might be multimillionaire. i might be world famous so you know the times person of the year. All of that <laughs> doesn't mean that behind is uh is not a human being that's just
1: been completely overwhelmed by by this journey. That's so true. And also what I don't think is talked about so much is how much we change. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I think a lot about uh, some of the people that I started coaching when they were 12, 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. and their talent is first discovered. And then they become uh, they achieve their dream of being an NBA star, or some of the guys that I mentor are some of the biggest artists in the world. Mm-hmm. They've achieved their dream, but the pressure from their labels to keep singing like a 13-year-old child to those teenage audiences when in their heart they want to mature as mm-hmm. artists, artist, mm-hmm. or if they don't want to sing anymore, mm-hmm. why do we not permit people to grow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to even discover who they are? Because when I, uh, when I meet them first at 13, 14, there is a pure joy and passion to achieve. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, because I'm friends with them, by the time they're 18, I recognize that actually their passion right now is maybe to mentor others or to take a break. It is totally fine to take a break. But when you're signing to contracts and you have to deliver and when your fans are demanding, they feel the pressure to keep performing, but to keep performing for the expectations of the other person, mm-hmm. not for how you are developing mm-hmm. and your sound is developing and your talent is developing. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, is really challenging. And you know even thinking about your life, right? So uh, you build the one co- successful company and the other and the other, mm-hmm. and then a pandemic comes in and that causes some mm-hmm. rush and stress. How you see business evolved in that moment, mm-hmm. but have you even had the moment to mm-hmm. dissect how you as a leader has transformed because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the reprioritization, I know during the pandemic, actually for us, it was a boom because we decided to completely digitize what was otherwise in person. And everyone around us needed to do that. And my team grew really quickly. And all of a sudden I went from a CEO that hired only friends Mm -hmm. and knew each of them personally. And we happened to do professional work to now hiring a lot of professionals who I did not know personally. And then two years on, now the pandemic is kind of subsiding and I'm realizing who are they to me and what's my relationship to them and who I am as a CEO has changed, but I haven't had a moment to think about that. Um, Also, I'm a CEO that's executing. I don't have the luxury to be behind a table, just doing emails and stuff. I'm also on stage. So there's a version of me that has evolved when I'm in the office and I haven't had a moment to reconcile with that guy. While I've also been performing and that person is changing and who I am on stage because I used to be uh, One of the younger people on stage and now I'm one of the middle-aged people that's on stage and the expectations are different And I don't even know like am I going to try to stay young? Do I dye my hair black and stay ultra fit and try to compete with them? Like is that the game or is there a role for me at this age at 36 and Who is that person? Or can I craft that person? These are really deep insights that could change an industry, but who's got the time for that? Mm -hmm. I don't have the time to deal with that. Mm -hmm. You've also become a dad in the last couple of years, you know, like there's so much going on Mm -hmm. on a personal level, professional level. And I just think sometimes we need a place to breathe. It's nice when you're self-aware and you realize I need to check myself in, but sometimes I think we just need time to, to pause. And and I love that you and I have a passion for piano. And we know when we're tipping to go, just go to a piano at least 15 minutes. But that 15 minutes is like almost forced therapy. Mm-hmm. But what about the time that we can just on a Saturday, wake up with no agenda and mm-hmm. go, here's a piano. I love to just play mm-hmm. and just play for the love of mm-hmm. it. And not this for no goal, mm-hmm. no reason.
0: Oh God, and I, 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 I crave this feeling of just, yeah, this Saturday morning, no agenda just go with the flow <laughs> it's probably been a decade or so and, um, I think this and it's is really relevant. really important that we yeah. can we can uh, factor that into our lives uh, and uh, and again the, especially life in the public spotlight or as a manager as a founder manager of a of a company be it startup or, or already mature um in the end time we, we can't buy time they're 24 hours in a day um so we just have to make time right i think that that's a and it's easily said, especially with all the expectations of all the people around, and and uh, when you live life in the public spotlight. And then, as you mentioned, you know, often, uh, especially entertainers, but also politicians, you kind of signed up to something, and you just have to see it through. And at least with the politician, you know, after the, after a term or two terms, at some point there's just an end in sight. Uh, whereas as an entertainer, I think the often the the, the self identity with you know I'm I'm this person now. Uh, together with the external expectations, it's um, the expectation is you go on forever. Yes. Um, so that can be quite daunting, right? When you're near. again, when you start, let's say as a teenage star, and then uh, you you mature. Maybe your passion isn't quite aligned anymore uh, with what what you're doing, what's expected of you. At the same same time, you know, it costs you a lot of energy. And even I, I know teenagers have a lot of energy. But uh, what was asked of uh, you know of, of a young uh, entertainer, for example, is uh, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like a, a human being is not made for this kind of pressure and expectation. So already, you know, in, at an early age, there's some some kind of. Uh, some level of, of, of burnout um, um some level of of uh, yeah really not not being in touch with yourself um so i'm a big fan of prevention mm. um so i strongly advocate and think that uh, everybody doesn't you don't have to be a, a child star right? but we have to teach this in schools and we have to actually practice this in schools um, take time out mm. think go to the forest just just be with yourself also Sit with your feelings, right? Um, and uh, maybe let's talk about that uh, for a moment, because I think that that's one consequence of uh, w- w- what you're talking about right now is we we now live in a society where um, we don't like discomfort and we don't like discomfortable feelings, and everything is made for us to be more comfortable, right? I mean, look at smartphones, right? It's just it's supposed to make our lives easier. Um, uh, every technological uh, innovation that takes off, it's, just, it's because it makes life easier, right? Uh, be, be it having a, uh, an Uber just at the touch, touch of your fingertip, you can pay your bills whilst you're you know, um, waiting for a flight, uh, all of that. Okay, it's, it's all very convenient. But it's also trained us in a way that we don't like to wait anymore. We don't like to sit with disappointment, with anger, so what do we do? We try to drown it out, mm-hmm. right? Now you, I mean, I, I do the same, that's the thing. Like when I wait for boarding for a flight, but I'm standing in line or something, I don't have my laptop open, I can't do work. What do I do? I, I, I listen to something on, on YouTube or a podcast, uh, sometimes music, but not often enough. Um, so I always have this external stimulus. Um, and sometimes I, I, I'm sitting on that plane, I'm like, how, how am I actually feeling today? And often, you know what the answer is? I'm not sure, mm-hmm. am I happy? Am I, am I just flat or numb or, or am I anxious about something? And it takes a moment to, to, to identify that. So we, we, kind of, we are losing touch with our emotions. And as a consequence, if you do that for too long a time, getting more out of touch, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, adds to, it adds to the struggle, right? It's kind of, uh, it's, it's a downward, slippery slope absolutely and I think really I think in, in schools we should we should have you know at least once a week let's say half an hour that's a long time for kids right but just just sit don't talk <laughs> mm-hmm. just think how do you feel today um, where are you in life what are your expectations uh, what is currently you know bothering you and all that and maybe write down a few thoughts
1: I think it's the class that is Missing that should be introduced right from elementary school is self-awareness and Getting the toolkit on discovering yourself understanding yourself building your resilience building your vulnerability and Knowing how to navigate life with the right tools We absolutely need places of when you're dealing with crisis, but like you said prevention is powerful, too and there's a lot of self development that happens with self awareness, and so and we grow in crisis as well, right? So there's there's value in crisis
0: and there's value in discomfort. Yeah. So we shouldn't just say it has to be prevented at all cost.
1: Yeah, the refraction thing is is huge. You know, as you were sharing about that, mm-hmm. uh, I realized I'm guilty too because uh, I actually pre-plan. Probably most people do when, before you get on a flight. I, I think about the Netflix shows that I have to download and the Spotify. Uh, like podcast I should listen to because my, my goal is to fill up my time mm-hmm. and so I just realized I am so guilty of that and yet in small things like just reflecting on the last conversation I would have had or the last decision I would have made for my home those probably deserve a moment to dwell mm-hmm. but it's like okay I, uh, so I just moved to a new place in Germany and I was like okay I gotta buy furniture but nowhere did I have the larger conversation of what should my home stand for? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of this home? I just thought, okay, I need a couch, and need this. And, and, I, th- and I, I think the plane would have been a great moment to to even just to take a moment to breathe and be like, okay, in six weeks I furnish a whole house. How do I feel? Do I feel home yet? Mm-hmm. What will it take to feel home? Mm-hmm. That would have been good. But I also have some existential crisis I have to deal with. You know, I'm a gay man who loves Jesus mm-hmm. and I have a church that does not accept uh, mm-hmm. being gay and I ha- I have a gay life that I cannot say doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I've always been gay from the time I was born. So this is a deep existential crisis that affects, do I get married? Do I not, do I tell who, who, and, and that deserves thought, but I'm too afraid to have that, to go down that road because mm-hmm. are there answers? Mm-hmm. See, not all questions have answers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just make a move mm-hmm. without answer. And I'm the kind of guy that I need to have an answer. You know, I'll invest when I've understood all the risks and everything, but sometimes you just have to put money somewhere mm-hmm. rather than just keep it in your pocket. Cause that's the worst one. I think sometimes we're that way, there are emotions as well. We don't take a step. Sometimes just take a step. You don't have to know the end result of the step, but do something, yeah. right? Step over just being stuck in place
0: and kind of uh, dwelling in your misery and building up the misery and possibly creating a negative fallout, right? Just uh, take a step doesn't have to be it can be completely in the wrong direction, but at least you get out of the out of that place.
1: Absolutely, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, no, it's. Uh, um, I think when you don't, you don't need an answer, as you say, to to every question. Um, but when you're in a situation, as uh, you describe yourself, um, asking yourself, "So, how do I feel about that? And what what can I what can I possibly do?" Um, taking that time, being not afraid of having these thoughts. Um, I think is, is really important because uh, the other thing is, is denial, and uh, in in uh, in mental health, we know denial is basically something that does never solve a problem; it makes it worse, right? Because the questions are there, and in your subconscious and, and, and in your emotions, that's you know that's something that that's important to you. It's important uh, for your purpose. It's important to to Dan. You know your 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 identity as a, uh, who you are. And uh, and bottling that up, it's it, you know the, the pressure comes, and then there's several ways to deal with that. Either at some point there might be a breakdown that you know rips it all open, and you know people go people go to therapy or or, or take finally that time to self reflect, um, or we start self medicating, yeah. and that's a massive thing. Right? What is self medication? Basically, any addiction is self medication. There is uncertainty. There's pain. There's uh, there's anxiety and uh, and we're afraid to to go there and look at it what what is it actually about and what can i do about it uh, how can i heal it's like oh no i i, I, don't, I don't want to feel this so i don't want to think about uh, what are the implications for me or what steps can i do because it's just too overwhelming so yeah it's uh, I might just have a couple of glasses of wine relaxes me a bit or take a sleeping pill at night and uh um, and all these remedies are so, so widely available, you know, legal or illegal or medically prescribed or, uh, yeah. um, and I think actually the Netflix, uh, solution, uh, is, uh, <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Yes. It, it just, okay. I turn it on. I, I, I kind of tune out and then tune into this show. Um, video gaming for a lot of youngsters massive massive coping mechanism basically right it's what's I mean, your
1: self-medication
0: <laughs> that's a that's a good question actually dan is uh, because i in theory know everything about it right uh, it doesn't mean that uh, that um, you can avoid i it. live the healthiest of lives i think my go-to medication to be honest i mean uh, sounds maybe maybe a bit trivial but it's actually not is uh i like sweets so i definitely overeat on chocolate when i'm not well i drink too much coffee when uh, when i'm stressed um and what do i do no it's i spend too much time on the phone but what i did a half a year ago i deleted facebook uh-huh. the app uh-huh. i keep my accounts so you know <laughs> people back from school can reach me in theory and i get an email that somebody wrote to me no i deleted that and and the other thing is i i spend a lot of time reading news Mm-hmm. i don't do TikTok all that but i can see how it's also something how we just kind of zone out yeah. and, uh, and spend time um and i made a, I had a two-week holiday uh, this year um i went to a beautiful place and after two days i realized i'm i'm on the beach you know mm-hmm. there's my kid is playing in the sand and uh I have my yeah, phone yeah. here, and yeah. I'm on CNN.com, and I read about you know uh, wars and and viruses and all that. I, okay, so uh, okay for these two weeks, I'm not opening any news site anymore. You know what? That was the best decision. And obviously, I, need, I slide back into it, especially at work. You know, and I have conversations where with people I need to kind of be be uh, up to date what's happening in the world. Um, but it's a good you know little detox. Paracelsus was a medieval uh, alchemist slash doctor from Switzerland. Um, uh, and he said it's the dose that makes the poison mm-hmm. right and i think that's true with everything Obviously. even with money even with with fame it's too much even with water too much in you know too short a time it can kill you my dad always
1: says everything in moderation dan everything in there we moderation. go that's that, uh-huh. that's the same thing in the, yeah. yeah yeah so you and i twin on the self-medication part for sure it's chocolate and. Coffee and excessive time on the phone. I am more of the Instagram, TikTok mm-hmm. style rather than news. But I will say something. I have come to realize in the last six weeks, this is a new realization, mm-hmm. that my primary self medication is work. Because I don't know who I am privately, mm-hmm. I throw myself mm-hmm. into what I know professionally. I mean, I can actually live life with 15 events a year. Mm. Why am I doing 129? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know who I'm coming back home to.
0: Right.
1: And I also don't enjoy that guy. So that's
0: uncomfortable to come back home. So you rather stay at work.
1: Too. So I'd rather stay at work. Mm. I'd rather mm. keep performing. Because also not only do I love the person I am there, mm. other people do too. So I'm very lucky that way. So it's a complete uh, reinforcement that's actually deceptively positive mm. Right? Because problems don't always look like problems. It's like the dose is your poison, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I am earning well. I am doing what I'm best at. Honestly, there's nothing I do better Mm -hmm. than this. I am happy. Mm -hmm. I am with people that are amazing. I I love my entire being there. But it's actually Mm self-medication because of the confusion Mm -hmm. of who I am privately, which is why at the time of this recording, I'm about to flip it Mm -hmm. because I want to love the person that is just Dan Mm -hmm. when the crowd isn't watching, Mm -hmm. when it's not on camera, Mm -hmm. when we're not creating something for others, Mm -hmm. when it's just me by myself. Mm -hmm. And even if it is Netflix, I want to watch it because I want to watch it, Mm -hmm. not because I'm trying to escape something. And right now it is the, okay, you know, I've been working until the moment. I mean, literally, and you're probably the same. I'm doing phone calls and meetings at the airport, in the lounge, on the way, in the line. And then by the time I'm on the plane, I'm like, I can breathe, mm. escape. Mm. But why? <laughs> why not just, you know what? It's Saturday night. I've been out in nature all day and I want to put my feet up, put on the fireplace. I mm-hmm. watch a show from a good place mm-hmm. rather from a place of escapism. So I'm not even saying that phone or Netflix are bad things. I'm just saying the motive, mm-hmm. the 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 intention behind it is what we need to check mm-hmm. uh, more of. And also problems don't show up as problems. Most often it's hidden, like with the medication of, of pills and things. I have friends that I coach that are on tour and they love it. They tell me, Dan, we're doing a hundred city tour. Wow, that's amazing, mm-hmm. right? It's a good thing, that's success. 100 arenas back to back, that's a positive thing. What's wrong with that? Well, everything that you can't see, because you know what happens when you're when you're off stage at 11 o'clock at night, you meet fans for about an hour, maybe you have a friendly drink um, just to ease off. Great, now it's at midnight. Your adrenaline hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing the thing that you love, so what do you do? You stay awake for another two, three hours. So now it's 2.30 or three o'clock in the morning. You're all alone. There, not only are there temptations, but even something as simple as sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sleeping doesn't come easy when you have been on stage all day. So you take a little something, whether it's a drink or a pill, so you can sleep better. It's fine the first couple of times, mm-hmm. it's helpful. But then what happens when that pill doesn't wear off when you have to then wake up? Because then in three hours you have a flight to catch or somewhere to be, you have press conference. And so, how do you wake up? Well, you take another pill or you take something else that wakes you up. So now you've got two and you're already playing games with your body. Then you go, you know what? I don't even look that good. So I'm awake. My mind's awake, but my face is tired. So let me start doing things to my face and to my energy to show up for others. It always starts off super innocent. I rarely know anyone that does it to destroy themselves. They usually do it to do better for themselves. But that same thing that was the dose becomes the poison. Before you know it, you are now a victim and an addict of the things that were meant to help you mm. are now destroying you. Um, and this is in in it always is that slippery slope you were talking about. In
0: clinical terms, that's a coping mechanism, right? How do we cope with the pressure, the stress, or the need to sleep, or the need to be alert and awake, or the need to look good? Yes. um how do i cope and uh, yeah it's a natural one it's okay i need to sleep so yeah i, t- I take a sleeping pill um and there, are potentially dangerous uh, uh, coping mechanisms that can work in the short term as you just said that are slippery slopes and again there's nothing wrong in in a in a high pressure moment uh, or in crisis to to medicate ideally you know by a physician and not the bartender Um, but even there here and there it's fine but the problem is if you do this day day after day week after week for months and years um, then it becomes chronic and then uh, you have uh, events uh, like happened many times in the past where uh, you know international pop star stands on stage in london and says hello munich how are you today right um and then there's this public outcry amongst the fans and everybody is insulted and all that but actually my reaction is poor soul you know what has to have happened and what to lead up to that to somebody being so confused where they are Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. and it's not relatable for anybody who has not been there Mm -hmm. um and that that's the thing for me what i really try to advocate and get into people's head is it doesn't matter who you are in the end, we are human beings. We are not made for being, you know, on stage all the time. We are not made for being super wealthy and powerful and everybody having an expectation of us. Um, we humans, we, we are hunters and gatherers, right? And we still have that part of the brain as well, you know, that's so, you know, that creates the anxiety or the fight flight uh, response and all that. Um, and those parts of the brain actually, they can get the, they can get too strong. They can get the, Better of us when we get into these extreme situations and being in a public spotlight is I actually nothing but an extreme situation it's absolutely high adrenaline right I mean and, and for some people it's uh, it becomes a, a healthy routine some people are more made for it than others uh, but I think the ones who handle it
1: really well they know their limits they know what they have to to do and to take their breaks and there's a couple of things that we desperately need to do We have to change our expectations of celebrities. Mm. We are so quick to celebrate people and so quick to rip them apart. Uh, We also have completely unreasonable expectations. When a mother is pregnant, her body changes. Mm. There should be no expectation that she returns Mm. to Mm. the body that she had ever, let alone in four weeks or six weeks. Mm. That is just not fair. And yet the number of women that I coach, especially in business, Mm -hmm. that pregnancy, rather than being this thing that we celebrate Mm -hmm. and love, Mm -hmm. actually becomes a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. Like she is losing her power and her dignity in Mm -hmm. front of her staff. What is that? Why do we do that? Mm -hmm. And as young stars get older, that's great. Celebrate the experience and maturity. So I think as audiences, as people, we really have to change Mm -hmm. and allow people to be human um it is one of my greatest joys and blessings is not being known Mm -hmm. I love that I have an impact but people don't know me nobody who's watching knows me I love that you know why because I can sit on a plane and just be by myself I can sit on a beach and no one's taking an unflattering picture of me um and I don't have to worry about that and I love that when I organize Bachelor parties or even just birthday parties for my celebrity, uh, for my friends who are celebrities in in Hollywood and LA. Do you know the amount of security protocol, the number of things we have to consider to just protect their privacy? Mm -hmm. Why, as people, can we not allow Mm -hmm. a mother to play with her child in a park, even if she's Beyonce? Mm -hmm. Why not? Why don't we just change our attitude and just let them be? Do we need to take the selfies? Do we need to harass it? That's really what it comes down to. So that I think is something that we really, really have to change.
0: So we need to rethink celebrity culture, basically, right? Uh, before mass media, uh, it was probably more, you know, by by hearsay, uh, you know, like in the old days yeah, before electronic media and so on. Uh, uh, maybe there was a news article or there was a book written about about somebody or something uh, you know even if they were a ruler of a country or or, or, or famous athlete or something yes. um but it would always be secondhand yes right and and i think the directness yes uh, and obviously photographic imagery and all that 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 changed a lot and with that uh, in a way also developed uh, celebrity culture and tabloid um mm-hmm. tabloid culture and then obviously since we or can create their own tabloids now with uh, yeah. social media and um, that took a turn even even more for for, for the worse and i think even as, as we're filming this you know um there is a i haven't seen it yet but uh, there is a documentary coming out of uh, prince harry and uh, and, and Meghan, i was right? just thinking about
1: that when you were mentioning
0: it and i think a lot of the dialogue around that is there is an There is a view a lot of people have that there is a symbiosis between tabloid culture and celebrities, right? Mm -hmm. Because who would a celebrity be if they weren't celebrated? It Mm -hmm. comes in with the word, right? With the term. Yes. Um, So they gain something from that celebration. Um, So they also, they also need to uh, live with the consequences. That's, 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 uh, a common notion that i hear and that i read in you know in comments and even some you know famous commentators and uh, news contributors uh, they share that view and i think that's very 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 problematic because mm-hmm. a a lot of people when it's not like I decide I want to be famous and tomorrow you're famous and you have millions and everybody, uh, you know, follows you. Um, it's a journey, right? Yes. And it starts off innocent. It starts off with an ambition or it starts uh, off with being born into a certain family. Um, but it always starts off innocent. Uh, and I think it stays innocent all the way through. I mean, if. If I'd feel that my voice is, you know, delighting people and creating joy and also giving me purpose and pride and that I can do this, uh, of course, I will sign a contract and, you know, I will, will go that route and, uh, and and then, yeah, expectations are there and I will try my best uh, to do more. I probably like uh, the money that comes with it, which is absolutely fine, you know, deserved. Um, but then when, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, uh, I hit the wall because I just can't anymore um and i check into rehab it's vicious how the public reacts to that it's like he or she achieved everything how you know how can you throw it all away by uh yeah by just uh driving under the influence or going the third time to rehab um and that lack of empathy for these human beings um, who are behind these masks and facades
1: that really bothers me yeah Me too. And I think we have to be kinder to ourselves and to each other. These are very basic human values, but imagine a world where we showed grace. Mm. Imagine a world where we had hope in each other, because it's one of these things where I want you to be authentic and open. I want you to feel safe with me. But you'll only do that if you know that you're going to receive kindness and compassion and empathy. And that's important. You need people that you can be open to, but that you also have a requirement of the other person that Mm -hmm. they will receive that well. And I think often we're not great friends or neighbors. I think we have aspirations, but we're too busy. Mm -hmm. We're too busy on Netflix or on our phone Mm -hmm. to notice that someone that we actually live with Mm -hmm. or someone that we're a neighbor to or someone that we work next to is struggling. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that I I have noticed the most with celebrities Mm -hmm. because I am not a paid professional on their behalf. I am their friend mm. and they have their money can buy anything mm. but not friendship and this is because I was, I'm, I'm such an ordinary person mm. you know when a president says hey you know my daughter's about to go to college and she really needs someone to go through her essays I'm like you can you can hire the best people mm. to, but what they want is a friend because mm. it's more than just writing an essay you know, she's going through uh, identity crisis and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff about what is college? Will they even know who I am? Or will they just only know my dad, who's the president? Those are the things that they need friendship. But even for them, mm-hmm. you know, one of these, I love playing piano. You love playing the piano. And my musician friend, is uh, one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now. But his favorite thing to do with me is play basketball. Mm-hmm. Because yes, he can hang out with NBA stars. Mm-hmm. But can he just play ball with a friend mm-hmm. on a backyard court. Mm-hmm. They don't have friendship. And it, I think it just comes down to kindness. If you show kindness, you can be someone's friend. Yeah. You can show someone's friend, you can have authentic conversation. If you have authentic conversation, we can do prevention, all the things we're talking about. You, talk, you were touching
0: on something very important there, and that's trust and loneliness. That comes, you know, issues with trust and loneliness that uh, come with uh, being a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Is uh, when very rarely, uh, I think you see Somebody really famous getting engaged or marrying just someone mm-hmm. right and wh- why is that it's uh, you, you can speculate it's because uh, they understand each other you know if two celebrities get together, they understand each other's uh, role and purpose and uh, and they connect because of that um, but actually no it's because um Who can you trust when you are super famous, super well-known and super successful, which also comes with, you know, luxuries and uh, and, and material possibilities and so on. There are so many people in this world who would like to latch onto that, right? Um, Be it it, uh, managers, consultants, friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, uh, and so on. Um, So what people learn either because they're the son or daughter of a celebrity or in a wealthy family for that matter, Um, or when you become famous yourself, you learn as a first thing, often through painful experience, don't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. They probably just want you to shine in your light of your status. They uh, might have financial interests and so on. Um, And unfortunately, there's a lot of truth in that. So as a consequence, what happens? Well, you get very lonely. Mm-hmm. Get very 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 lonely, and it's the same for you know top industry leaders, heads of nations, entertainers. Uh, it, it it doesn't really matter, um, and to break through that is tough. Mm-hmm. So that be actually that be actually interesting. Uh, you know you you have uh, you have quite a few uh, very high profile celebrity friends. Um, presumably you became friends with them after they have already had their their names. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a tip for celebrities? Um, How how can I deal with this? How how did these people get to trust you? How how did they get to know you? Um, And how did this genuine friendships, how were they allowed to evolve given the nature of distrust uh, with celebrity?
1: so to clarify some of them are friends that we've grown up together even mm-hmm. before they discover their talents mm-hmm. and their abilities and and that's beautiful uh, to be part of that journey which by the way the friendship changes you know mm-hmm. when one of your friends becomes famous mm-hmm. you have to change as a friend to them because their needs change as well yeah. that's a whole podcast by itself True. Um, but some of them yes i met them after they were already big and I'd say my credibility, my field is what led me to share the stage with them. And that's where the the credibility comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I was an audience member or someone else, they would not have even seen me. But I think it's who we are backstage that builds the trust. Mm-hmm. Because my interest is not just for the person that is on stage or in the light, my, my care is genuine. I care about the person. And so when we we're backstage, the conversation is about family or sleep or you know uh, priorities and things like that, very human conversation. So my my tip to celebrities, my tip to people that are maybe resonating for this conversation, going whether it's a celebrity or not, I mean we're all under pressure. and it could be like you said, in any field, is find the one. Or two that you can be accountable to. Yes, it's lonely, but that is not an excuse. It takes so much work, but it's effort worth putting in to find those friends that you can be completely, entirely honest with. I'm very lucky I have those friends. And it doesn't, but you don't have to talk to them every day or every week, but they're the end of a call when you need it. Mm. And that is important, one, to have those friendships. And it doesn't just happen and you cannot buy it. You have to put work into it. You have to be honest and authentic, you know, make time for it. And when you do it, protect it at all costs and hold on to it. And then have the discipline to use it. Mm-hmm. Because some people are resourced, but they don't use their resources. A lot of celebrities have great parents, mm-hmm. but they've stopped talking to their parents mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. And yet those parents are still there and still desire to be a mom and a dad to them. Uh, Some of them have childhood best friends that are actually still around. But for some reason, those paths, because they became so different, Mm -hmm. they think the best friend doesn't get them anymore. And maybe they don't, but they still are willing to maybe learn if you give them a chance. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's the resources there, but they don't have the discipline to work at it. And sometimes, honestly, it's lonely. Or you wake up one day and you're 40 years old and you realize you have not hung out with your buddies for a while because you've been busy getting married and having a kid and building your business empire and everything else or surrounding yourself
0: with people being surrounded by uh, people and there's always a lot of action having a lot of people in the room every day doesn't mean you're not lonely oh. right it i can think the mean quite the opposite.
1: i think the loneliest people are in a crowd yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah
0: yeah i think um being, being uh, yeah, in the public spotlight, uh, a lot of it is, is, is similar to, to people who are, just, uh, who are very, very wealthy or who are uh, you know, industry leaders who might not be you know, known in, this, uh, in the street or entrepreneurs for that matter. Um, it's just, uh, in the end, it's often an issue of trust and loneliness. And you mentioned uh, earlier what's really important. I think that's a tool to break that, right? It's, it's being genuine, it's showing love and compassion. Um, and I'm grateful. Um, I like observing that. I think there is a trend that we talk more about kindness to each other as from human to human, um, cross culture, cross, you know, uh, cross religions, cross everything. Um, but we still have such a long, long, long way to go, but crisis like, uh, like we've you know, had in this time see so, i mean if you listen to this podcast and uh, maybe 20 years it will sound like the, a far distant but new things will have happened but we've just been through a through a pandemic there is a war going on with uh, you know uh, with uh, global implications um, and uh, putting a lot of us at the edge of our seats with uh, you know possible fallouts um, i think it's also these times that can bring us closer together that I've had the most human conversations with friends in the last years. I've had the most significant energy of friendship when I was about to lose my companies because mm. of the, you know, COVID lockdowns and all that, where I was uh, technically in a bankrupt uh, uh, situation with uh, with my, one of my companies. And the support that I get, I I was in a really painful um still and to some degree uh, a relationship uh, uh crisis mm-hmm. um i have friends who are really best friends from yeah again childhood that helps um who just say jan uh, if i need to come i know i live three hours away i can come for two hours and watch your kids so you have time to do something else you don't even have to see me or talk to me um, i've had these conversations and these energies of friendships really in t- times of crisis, because in good times we can all have friends, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and when you're famous and, every- and beautiful and wealthy, it's, it's very easy to have friends. But what is what is real friendship? What is real kindness? Uh, kindness? What is real real empathy? Um, so we sh- we should be grateful for crisis because there is opportunity. If it's a global crisis that affects all of us, or if it's a personal crisis mm-hmm. like an identity crisis. Um, like a, you know, midlife relationship crisis. Um, there is opportunity in everything. And I've come to realize when I, when I struggled, but it took a degree of maturity. Um, I was always uncomfortable with uncomfortable feelings and, uh, as most of us are, but I've come to realize the last few years, it's, it's, it's the nervous breakdowns. It's, the, it's the, the real anxiety around, you know, ex- existential matters. Um, and in the moment, I'm already grateful for the experience. I hate it. It's super painful, but I'm grateful because I know I can grow from it and it makes me a more empathetic and kinder and more loving person. Um, So let's not be afraid of crisis. Let's not be afraid of the pressure of being in a public spotlight or having to play a role. Um, There's opportunity in that. Um, What's important to take that opportunity and not let the situation break you.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And if kindness is part of the equation, my, my last thought on this is also have hope, you know. Um, I think life without hope is, yeah. is, is hard to live for. But if you're successful, have hope that you'll keep growing. And that's good. It'll be the drive that pushes you. But if you're struggling, have hope that you'll come through it. Um, when, when you come to a recovery center, half the battle is just believing that you can. Maybe even more than half the battle. The day you give up hope is the bad day. But so hold on to hope, Mm -hmm. hope for yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, hope for others. And even as friends, family, people who care for the celebrities, care for the influential people have hope in them too. Mm -hmm. Because when they fall, they will rise again as long as you keep believing them, Mm -hmm. believing in them too. And I think for us, we need to have, uh, we have to have more hope Uh, because we, and I started the the podcast saying this, I'm I'm broken and flawed. Mm -hmm. And I can say that because I have a hope that I'm gonna overcome it. But if that was my final statement, well, this isn't much of a podcast or a conversation. Oh, uh, but
0: actually there, I think there's a nice uh, conclusion to that, that actually uh, came to my mind when you said it at the beginning, is uh, it's all the things we celebrate, you mentioned, right? It's it's, it's a beauty, it's a fame, it's the wealth, um, but we often don't account at which cost it comes. But aren't scars beautiful? Aren't you know the the irregularities, the, the the things that tell a story? Just perfect beauty doesn't tell a story, mm-hmm. but a battle wound does, mm-hmm. and one that healed, right? Mm-hmm. It's still visible, but wound healed. It didn't kill you. Um, and I think that's what we should celebrate: the journeys, all the pains, all the crises that uh, they make us who we are, and they make us, I think, more, more grateful, more humble, um, more purpose driven, sometimes to avoid such pain in the future for oneself or others. Mm -hmm. Um, So to conclude from my side is let's celebrate the struggles. Let's celebrate the crisis, not because people should feel pain, but that's where we grow Mm -hmm. and let's not let these instances break us. I love that. Dan, it's been a real pleasure. Um, I think that's a very important conversation that, uh, that we're having here. We should continue that conversation in, a, in our own ways uh, with, uh, whenever we have the opportunity. The more people talk about mental health, and it doesn't matter uh, if it's an everyday struggle in an office job or if it's in a public spotlight or as a, 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 you know international leader. Um, if you talk about mental health, we think more about mental health, the more we can be empathetic to people who struggle and most importantly, be empathetic to ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And from my end, thank you for all that you do, both for creating hopefully value to those who watch these podcasts and conversations and for what you do at centers like these to inspire and to keep believing that whatever the status, whatever the accomplishment, whatever the pain, whatever the hurt, still human and humans deserve kindness. Humans deserve hope and together we can do much better than on our own. We can and we shall. Thanks, Dan. Thank you.